This episode of The Startup Life is brought to you by People Ready. Startup Nation, you have a lot on your plate. The last thing you need to stress about is finding quality staff or the available work you need to be successful. Save time and headache by working with a trusted staffing partner that meets your everyday needs. People Ready is a national staffing provider with over 600 locations across the country and 30 plus years of experience serving people just like you. They specialize in a variety of industries including retail, manufacturing, logistics, general cleaning, hospitality, construction, and more. People Ready understands that you're busy and on the go. That's where their mobile app, JobStack, comes in. Use the app to place orders or find work 24-7 or wherever you are. And as social distancing continues to change the way we interact with customers, colleagues, and our everyday lives, JobStack provides the ability to find the right temporary workers or work you need while eliminating the amount of physical touch points needed in the staffing process. Visit PeopleReady.com forward slash Startup Life to learn more about how you can partner with PeopleReady. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, as we get older and we get into adulthood and stuff like that, a lot of times with life and, and work and everything else, we kind of forget to dream a little bit, you know, our aspirations and our goals and stuff like that. And we have a very special young lady that's going to remind us that no matter how old you are, it's okay to keep dreaming. She is the founder of Me and the Bees Lemonade, where she has sold over 1 million bottles across 1,500 stores in the U.S., including Whole Foods, Wegmans, The Fresh Market, and Macy's. She was selected as one of the Time Magazine's 2017 30 Most Influential Teens for Ebony Magazine's Ebony Power 100, hashtag Black Excellence. And she has been featured in Good Morning America, NBC News, The Real, Forbes, and more while rubbing the shoulders with the likes of Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella and President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. And she is also the author of Be Fearless, Dream Like a Kid. She is an amazing 15-year-old that has me wondering, what was I doing at 15 years old? She is Michaela Ulmer. Superstar, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I can't complain. I'm living a dream. I am Hello? living a dream. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Awesome. I'm living a dream. Are awesome. You, are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? Because I think you can help us out. Yes, I'm so excited. I love the Startup Nation family, and I'm hopeful that you guys are going to learn something or be inspired and empowered by what I have to say. I hear that. I, I definitely believe that we're that's definitely going to happen for sure. But before we kind of dive into your story <laughs> and stuff like that, I want to ask you this. So, you know, we're all kind of dealing with this pandemic, goal, you know, COVID-19 and stuff like that. How are you adjusting? How's the family adjusting? How's the business? And suggesting kind of share with us about that. Yeah, so it has been like this past couple of weeks, it's been a lot of adapting and changing. For me personally, I went from going to in school classes to remote schooling, which was a little bit harder for me, not necessarily for my brother, but for me it was just figuring out how to manage my time. Because gotcha. at school there's a bell that tells you what to do every 45 minutes. Here it's all up to you to allocate your time and be productive. So 
that was my first thing. For the family, it has been just nonstop work pretty much up until last week where we got to do a little vacation. But just because COVID-19 hit didn't mean that the business was kind of paused or that we didn't have to work. It actually meant that we had to work even more to keep up the sales and keep the business going when a lot of the restaurants and cafes were closed. So that's what it was for family. And I guess that also blends in with business. We were preparing for the busiest time of the year, uh, lemonade season, which is like the spring summer time. And then um, we just got a lot of cancellations and some delays for product launches that we were relying very heavily on to make this year's revenue. So it was adapting by trying to figure out how we can um, open up into more restaurants rather than cafes or take advantage of our online sales, even though it's a like liquid product. But I think we are still doing well. We have still grown from last year and um, it's gotten to a point where it's kind of normal for us now. Like we've gotten used to the fact that we're in a pandemic and it's probably going to be like this for a while longer because I'm based in Austin, Texas. So you say you went on vacation. Where did you guys go? We went to South Padre Island. There are these Ooh. little, there's like a tourist side, which was, <laughs> there's a tourist side, which is all closed right now. But then there's also a residential side where you can get a little house and um, a piece on the beach. And so it just took a lot of convincing my dad, like there's not going to be anybody around. We the house is disinfected before we can disinfect it when we get there. We're only going to be there for three days. There's not going to be people on the beach, but it was, I really wanted to go. My mom really wanted to go. So we kind of convinced dad to come like the night before. And it was really fun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing all of that yes. for sure. So uh, I want to ask you this. So tell me the story about starting your business a little bit. I, I read from the book, uh, and Startup Nation, once again, that book is Be Fearless, Dream Like a Kid. And that book is actually out today. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on uh, the podcast. So I want to ask you this. Tell me about, you know, beginning the, 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 the business and the story about being stung by two different bees in a week. Yes. So it's a pretty surprising story. I think it takes people by surprise when I tell it. But the story of this whole journey of growing a company and starting a nonprofit started with two bee stings and eventually evolved to me wanting to save them. But when I was four and a half years old, I, one, got a cookbook from my great granny Helen for flax and lemonade. And two, I also was stung by two bees in one week. And so after getting stung by those two bees, I became afraid of the bees. I was terrified of them and I wanted nothing to have to do with them. And so my parents encouraged me to do some research. And by doing that research, I found out how incredibly important pollinators the bees are and that they're also dying at an alarming rate. And so I, and this was through picture books and animated videos and things like that. But I kind of developed a love for the bees and this super intense interest to learn everything I could about them. And one thing I learned was that bees make honey. And I had the idea of what if I take the honey that like the bees make and I could sweeten my lemonade with that and then also donate a portion to organizations that are helping save the bees. And so I, after seeing an event called Lemonade Day, which is where kids can sign up and sell lemonade at a stand, 
I decided to do that and have a lemonade day for another thing called the business fair, which is something that a lot of kindergartners and people in my elementary school are doing. So it started off with me having that idea, uh, squeezing a bunch of lemons and making a bunch of pest batches with my dad that was inspired by her recipe and selling it at the fair two times and three times a year and just learning about the bees along the way. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. You know what? Tell me a little bit more about uh, Great Granny Helen because she, you know, you talked about in the book and she kind of gave you the source code uh, a little bit to kind of like, you know, one of those secret ingredients in your lemonade. Kind of tell me about her and and, and what uh, some of those lessons she's taught you that you still use today. I love that question. So my Great Granny Helen lived in South Carolina and it was, she's my dad, she's my dad's grandmother. And so one thing that I know is that she always loved cooking. And, and so she found out about my adventures, I guess, in the kitchen, trying a bunch of different recipes. Right. And so she sent the recipe to my mom to like give to me and let me try. Um, and one thing that I always thought was funny was that she would put recipe like notes and cards in between each page mm-hmm. of like what she would think the best recipes were. And she always said how proud she was of me. And when I like visited each summer, she'd say, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. And then I remember one year, um, we, the year that we got into bottles, I actually was able to bring the bottle to her. And so she got to see her name, like in my story, cause I have a nice. story on the back of my bottle, but she right. got to see her name and how, like I used her cookbook and she was just like smiling as we read it to her. So even though we only got to visit her once every summer for a couple of days, I still very clearly remember those events. Gotcha. And it seems like she had a profound impact on you and ultimately the business as well, but more importantly on you. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. No worries. No worries. So, you know, Startup Nation, a lot of times when we think about starting a business and stuff like that, we need that proof of concept. We need somewhere to kind of share uh, to see if it's a viable product. And so, Michaela, you talk about in your book uh, and you kind of talked about it a little bit just now, but you, you talked about learning about the Acton Business Fair there in Austin, Texas. Kind of share that story a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I signed up in business, the Business Fair and Austin Lemonade Day, which are both events where kids can um, sell products without the need of a permit. And so I think when you have an idea or you're trying to grow a startup, take advantage of the business bureaus, take advantage of the Chamber of Commerce. The African American Chamber of Commerce was actually who reached out to us and asked us if we wanted to audition to be on Shark Tank. So take advantage of those resources. And if you're a kid wanting to be a startup, amazing, you're starting super young. But there are so many great organizations, like the Business Fair and Lemonade Day are national. There's also um, smaller ones like the Startup Club or Biz Kids, which provide you business plan templates and um, like apps along the way that can teach you how to start a lemonade stand. So really just using those free resources that you get like YouTube and Canva right. and the App Store to teach you along the way and also books. Absolutely. What's the book you're you're reading now? So the book that I'm I'm reading a lot of books right now. Right. Um. So the first one is Crime and Punishment by I can't even Fyodor wow. Dostoevsky. Gotcha. And so it's really long. It's really long, <laughs> but I am. I think I have like 100 pages left. Gotcha. And then I'm also reading one Girl Mogul by Tiffany Pham. 
She is of huge inspiration of mine, and she wrote a book specifically for girls who want to become entrepreneurs or just like more successful and find motivation in everyday life or being a student. So I love that book because it provides like real advice. And then also, I would recommend people to read my book, Be Fearless, Dream Like a Kid, because I share my story. Yeah, I share my story of starting and growing me in the bees, but also business lessons. I call them business lessons along the way. So things like how to create a budget, how to set goals, um, and like the four P's of marketing. And so it's amazing because it's great for all ages, but if you're a kid, it explains things really simply. And if you're an adult, you're going to love the story that um, you're getting when you read the book. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And, and she's absolutely right, Startup Nation. When you read this book, if you are uh, a young person and you're thinking about starting a business, it really is uh, a great read. It highlights certain things. I even like how uh, some of the pages look like a binder in a notebook, kind of, you know, playing up at your still <laughs> Thank in school. You. I caught that. I caught that. I caught a few of those uh, nuances. But, you know, uh, you're <laughs> that definitely- was so much fun. The design. Well, you know what? Let me ask you this. Like, tell me about, you know, first of all, you've done all these amazing things, right? Uh, but, you know, tell me about the decision mm-hmm. to write a book. Sure. So I am a student. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm also a public speaker. So mm-hmm. schools reach out to me, organizations and um, like different summer camps reach out and ask me to share my story, share any lessons that I've learned um, about bees, about business, etc. Right. And so as a student, I can't accept I can't accept all those opportunities because I have just a lot of things on my plate. I, have, right. I wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And so initially it was Trident Media out of New York who reached out and asked if I was interested in writing the book. And so this was actually right after we went on Shark Tank. So we were bombarded with emails and we missed the email. But it was a later conference when we met up with I think my mom met someone from there was like, Hey, I think we reached out to you a while ago, like a couple years ago. Um, are you interested in writing a book? And so sure enough, we looked through the email, through our email, our like B Sweet Lemonade email, we found it and we realized that this is the perfect time to write a book. Um, it's, it's when like America's looking to support small businesses that have purpose built into their brand. And it's also a time where, um, being like a youth, being young or being in Gen Z is like really empowering and you can make change through business. And so it was um, just learning what kind of book we want to write. We want a picture book, a business guide. And we kind of just met halfway with a part memoir, part business playbook. Thank you for sharing that. You, you know, Startup Nation, uh, when I think about Kayla, and, I mean, Michaela uh, and her story, uh, you know, it, it's just like you, when you talk about you wear so many hats and I'm just thinking about when I was 15, I was just trying to get 39 level 39 of Final Fantasy. And here you are uh, writing books, public speaker, <laughs> uh, no multimillion dollar business and stuff like that. So once again, I just want to say it's an honor uh, to kind of talk to you, uh, Michaela, for sure. Thank you. And, you know, I think some people when they see me doing all these things, they're like, how does she ever find time to be a teenager but right. i definitely find time whether it's like yeah whether it's going out with friends or playing video games or watching netflix or reading books like i think balance is so important Absolutely. and 
I wouldn't want to like miss out on like my new time or fun time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, l- let me ask you this. What video games are you playing? What's a video game that you like to play? So we are getting Overwatch. I'm super okay. excited about that. Okay. And then <laughs> something my brother loves playing is he loves playing Fortnite. So, um, but I'm just, I'm pretty excited about Overwatch. Gotcha. I hear that. I hear that. Oh, and then I also always have to find, I Always find time to play Roblox with my little cousins because they enough. absolutely love that game. Oh, yeah, that's so, a very popular you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. I, I want to ask you something really quick. Yeah. You, because in the book, you talk about, you know, and you kind of talked about this a little bit just now. You talked about that you love the feeling of, you know, when you were at the business fair and stuff like that. You love the feeling of being a student and a teacher. You know, and I think Startup Nation, as entrepreneurs, we can learn so much uh, from not only just, you know, listening and consuming content, but also from teaching some of the stuff that we know as well. But Michaela, if you would kind of talk about that a little bit, because I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So when I that's a good question, because when I first started selling my product, I was trying to find out ways that I could save the bees even more. And so I realized when people came up to the stands, they asked me questions and they were super intrigued about the bees too. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I think that's when I decided I'm going to ask this, I don't even remember where it was initially, but I'm going to ask this location if they'd like me to do a little workshop about the bees. And they, the store loved it. More stores around Austin asked me to do it. And then like different schools and summer camps. And it was pretty much just me bringing bee friendly plants, potting soil, pots, and a trifold all about the bees. So I teach them why the bees are dying. I teach them why the bees are important, how they're dying, and how they can save them in one way by planting flowers. And um, at first, when I was doing those, I was a little bit nervous of, you know, speaking in front of kids that were older my age or just speaking in front of more kids in general. And my mom taught me everyone has something to learn, but everyone also has something to teach and share. And so that's when I realized, like, no matter the age, there's still people out there who need to know about the bees. And I started being a little bit more courageous and, um, like, super excited to do these presentations or these workshops. And gotcha. that's kind of what I mean when I say both a student and a teacher, like you're always learning, but even in ways that you don't know it, you're also influence, influencing someone else and possibly inspiring someone else. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Now it wasn't always, you know, it hasn't always been just like sunshines and rainbows uh, in the business because in startup nation in the book, she talks about how she went to her local a coffee shop in Austin and you kind of made a deal right there on the spot and your mom gave you some very valuable yes. advice in the car. Tell me about that story if you don't mind. Yeah. So I think she's definitely given me multiple valuable pieces of advice, but I think the one that you're referencing is that, you know, you're going to get no's in business, but you have to learn from those no's. Right. So my first store in my first store that my product went into was a local pizza shop in Austin. And they said, Hey, if you can find a way to bottle your mint honey lemonade, we'd like to carry it in our store. And so sure enough, I convinced my parents to do a bunch of research and asked a lot of questions. And we started in a small commercial kitchen in Austin. And since that point, I was like, what if I can use this as a way to save the bees all year round? So I began pitching to that local cafe and to multiple restaurants in Austin. And um, some said no, some said yes. But when they said no, I was like, well, what, when would you be able to carry the product? And what would you like to 
or what would you change? And so then we use that on the next one. And so we launched into multiple stores in Austin, Whole Foods I actually asked to carry the products for Buzz Week. And we just continued that kind of mentality of constantly pitching the product and seeing if people are interested in joining the mission. And now, because we have that men- mentality, we're in the products in over 1,800 stores nationally and in 40 states. And we are still trying to make sure that anybody can try the lemonade and go to their local store. So I think it's that learning from failures, learning from the no's, and then also knowing what how to make a really good pitch, which I talk about in my book. Right. Right. Thank you for sharing that. And, and, and it's fair to say, and, and I'm glad you said this, uh, Startup Nation, you learned so much more from the no's. Is that fair to say, Michaela? I think so. I, I definitely think so. And especially, most people don't know this, but before I had the Lemonade Company, I um, had multiple other ideas. One idea was potted like flowers in play-doh like i would roll balls of play-doh and put flowers in them that didn't do very well um another one was friendship bracelets what friendship bracelets which took so long to make but i couldn't really sell them for more than a specific price right so i learned from those no's it has to be a product that someone wants or it has to be reasonably priced and things like that and i was able to use that for the me and the bees so i i agree with that Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Uh, I want to ask you this because you talked about, you know, keeping that balance, if you will, like school, being a teenager, having a business and stuff like that. So if you don't mind, walk me, you know, outside of, you know, COVID and stuff like that now. Right. But before all of this, walk me through a typical day in your life when it comes to going to school and then going into the business and working in the business and having fun on the weekends. Walk me through a typical day in Michaela's life. A typical day would be me waking up early, um, going to school some days. Um, this is maybe just a couple days out of the month. I would be traveling. So it would be doing a presentation or trying to pitch the product to a new buyer um, or like visiting the production facility. But this I usually, if I'm going to do those things, I will schedule it when I'm not in school. And if it is in school, then I meet with my teachers to make sure that I know what I'm missing and what I need to make up. So most days it's me going to school. Some days on Wednesday, I will take a conference call during like my off because I have an off period on Wednesday at this time, which I'm very happy about. (laughs) But it's a call where we review hello opportunities. We review hello opportunities for um, the email. And so that's like a core team call. But most of the times, my team is making sure that the business is running smoothly. So while school is in session, while the school year's in, um, it's school that's my number one priority. And then on summers, like now, I'm focusing on book launch. I'm focusing on adapting to COVID and, you know, learning more about the operations of the company. And when school hits back up, I mean, it's going to be my book launch because my book is launching today, but it's also going to be um, school. Gotcha. <laughs> Lots of homework and test prep and things like that. Understood. Understood. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life.
This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexil series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Startup Nation, Swanson Health has been producing quality vitamins and supplements, foods, healthy home, and self-care products for over 50 years, since 1969, from the heart of America. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use code STARTUP20 for 20% off at swanson.com. We have a link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay on the podcast. By Colony Spark. Startup Nation, with our economy in flux, there is a lot of mixed messaging out there. If there was ever a time to take control of the narrative and let your customers know that you're here to serve them, it's now. And that's why you have a friend in Colony Spark. Colony Spark is an omni-channel marketing agency that believes in the power of community to ignite your business. They have helped companies across many industries with lead generation, revenue growth, and more to put them on the path to success. My guy Bill Murphy and his team are very good at what they do. How do I know this? Because not many SEO companies have the stamp of approval of being partnered with Google. Yes, that Google. So I want you to go to www.colonyspark.com forward slash startup to schedule a meeting today. In that meeting, you will review your current marketing activity, receive actionable advice on how to pivot and grow, and ask any marketing questions you may have on navigating over the next few months. Look, Startup Nation, I know things may seem uncertain right now, but if you are looking for a business partner that can help light the way, go with Colony Spark, where they firmly believe in business helping business. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. You was mentioning earlier about, you know, and advocating for contacting your uh, local business bureaus and, and, and people who can help you start a business and stuff like that. And you was talking about how one of those uh, uh, bureaus uh, suggested that you go on Shark Tank. And so I wanted to ask you this. Yes. Because, yeah. And, and so I wanted to ask you this real quick, Michaela, because you talked about in the book how originally you were going to go on Shark Tank and ask for $25,000, but you got the call from Whole Foods and say, you know what, now the, the company is valued a little bit more. And so we need to fill a product a little faster. And you went from twenty five to $60,000. So talk about that decision, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. and then talk about your experience on Shark Tank as a whole. Yeah. So 
we were asked to go and to audition for Shark Tank multiple times. My parents said no, at least a couple of times that I remember, mm. because they've seen the sharks and they can be pretty brutal when it comes to adults and even kids. Right. I know. And they didn't really want me to stop my business just because some millionaires and billionaires said like they didn't want to invest in the company. Or that, like, it's too small or things like that. So initially it was a no. After a little bit of convincing, I said, okay, what if we just do the first round of auditions? And this was when I was nine, almost turning ten. Mm -hmm. And so we went through those rounds of auditions, and they said, like, you have the opportunity to not make it on the show, but to pitch in front of the Sharks, because not all people who pitch and land deals actually, the show all actually aired the show episode. And so it was deciding whether we wanted to go on the show because we went through the multiple rounds of auditions, whether we actually wanted to follow through and go on the show. And we decided, why not? We need funding in order to grow. We need to scale the business because we're only in that small production facility. So let's attend the Let's go on the show. Here's what we're asking for. And so it was at that time when Whole Foods wanted to roll out the product, not only for their Buzz Week that they featured the product initially for, but also for multiple stores all year round. And so we realized that would increase our revenue, which would increase the value of the company. And all this I didn't really understand very clearly at the time, but it took some tutoring with actually my math teacher and my dad and my mom at this cafe where I got to learn about like percentages and what we're asking for and numbers of the business. So it was a learning process, like me just learning more about business because I was fairly young and there were still a lot of questions that I had. And then also a lot of preparation because we realized this could be a huge opportunity to not only get national coverage, but also funding. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. And you end up uh, did making a deal with Damon John, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we made a deal with Damon John. And then more recently, in 2017, we made a deal with uh, 10 NFL players for right. over $800,000. Right, right. I, think, I actually seen I actually saw that when you go to uh, Michaela's website, uh, meandthebees.com startup nation. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access. There's actually a timeline and one of those spots on the timeline shows that, uh, that yes. deal with the NFL player. So thank you for sharing that. I wanted to ask you a, a quick follow up, you know, to the shark tank thing, because I know Mr. Wonderful kind of suggested that maybe you should like cut out school, <laughs> uh, to start to, to kind of move forward in the business. I am so curious to hear what your parents thought about that suggestion like obviously we you know that conversation didn't take place on air but behind but but off camera i am so curious to see where that conversation was when they heard that what did they say <laughs> uh well first when i heard it and the camera actually like zoomed in on my face right. i was looking at him like what are you what are you i was so confused i was just kind of staring at him dumbfounded right. but um afterwards i think my parents said like he he wants to invest full time he he just he just doesn't really invest in most kids companies that's true and i don't remember i I remember laughing at the watch party and thinking like he's crazy um (laughs) when the show actually aired right but i I don't know i think it was just like we were astounded (laughs) (laughs) right 
Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that for sure. Uh, I want to ask you uh, this as well, because you have the, you, you've been invited to the White House on multiple occasions. And one of the times you actually uh, introduced uh, President Barack Obama uh, and you got to like, meet uh, First Lady Michelle Obama and stuff like that. I want to ask you this. What piece of advice or what did you learn uh, from both? Of them? Well, first of all, what, you know, kind of describe that experience, but also what a piece of advice did they give you or what did you learn from either one of them or not both of them? Um, so my experience was my first experience going to the white house was at the kids day dinner, mm -hmm. which is, um, organized by Miss Michelle Obama, where she invites kids from each state, one kid from each state, uh, who entered a recipe. And so I wasn't initially one of those kids, but she actually reached out to my mom personally and, and wondered if I would be interested in going. And of wow. course I was, I was at my grandmother's house at the time and we flew to the white house for the dinner and I met uh, Miss Michelle and also president Obama at the time. Right. And then the next time was a couple months later at the white house Easter egg roll. And we got to serve our lemonade to around 5,000 people and wow. meet the president first lady and a bunch of other like CEOs and like Shaquille O'Neal as well. Mm -hmm. So that was a super fun experience. And we also made it like a family reunion kind of as well, invited some of our family members out to DC. And we thought, I honestly was thinking like, wow, I've been to the white house two times. That's amazing. And I was shocked when, we, when I got invited back to not the white house, but Washington DC Right. to introduce former President Obama right. at the United States of Women Conference. And, I mean, before that speech, it was, he actually gave me a fist bump, and he's like, you're going to do great. I don't remember the exact conversation, gotcha. but um, it definitely was encouraging and um, it made me a little less, less nervous because I, I was like, the audience has my back. The president has my back. Um, I can do this. Gotcha. But something that I've learned Something that I've learned from them is just like the importance of a role model because they have been um, a role model for me, especially Miss Michelle Obama, who, like in my opinion, is so well balanced and does everything. Like she has nonprofits, she's an author, she was the first lady, she had like multiple organizations and support groups for women of color and entrepreneurs, and she even like had a beehive at the White House. So that was, she was such a role model for me. And I realized like you can do that and be the embodiment and be the embodiment. Is that how you say it? I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I realized that she is, even though she's a role model for me, I can also be a role model for other people, whether it's girls or kids or black kids who want to start a business just to know that it's possible and that I've done it as well. Gotcha. You know, what? I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I was going to ask that question. If you've ever, you know, thought about, you know, your, yourself, seeing yourself as that way as, you know, uh, somebody who looks up to you, somebody who is influenced by you, somebody who sees somebody who looks like them to trail that, you know, uh, to blaze that trail for them. It's like, you know what? I can do that, too. Real quick, you know, talk about that, you know, why that's super important for you. Now, just kind of expound on it a little bit. Well, I think... In order to, like, it's so much easier to visualize yourself in a position if you see someone else working for it as well. When you see someone in that position who yeah. looks like you, 
or like that representation right um yeah exactly that representation it's just so much easier to visualize it and see yourself in that position too right and it's for me it's motivating it's super encouraging and it also just makes me want to ask that person questions like what did you do to get there and what do you love about what you do? Thank you for sharing that. And you know, in that same vein, I want to ask you this because, and, and kind of going back to the Shark Tank thing just for a little bit, because, you know, I, I was watching the ABC uh, news segment uh, and they kind of featured you and uh, they featured uh, Mosiah Bridges. And I don't know if you know this or not, but our show is based here in Memphis and Tennessee. He is from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, though. So they kind of featured you guys both uh, together. But one of the things I love about your generation, Generation Z, the Zoomers, as I guess they like to uh, uh, I guess they like to call you guys, uh, (laughs) is that like you guys are like, you know, extremely fearless, you know, just like your book. Uh, You're extremely fearless to go after what you want, whether it be in yours, in most case, starting a business or even activating social change and stuff like that. So I want to ask you this because I even see this in the nonprofit that I work for. We talked about like. Uh, let's innovate through education off, you know, off air a little bit. I want to ask you this, though. What is it about your generation that says, you know what? I don't have to wait my turn to impact the world. I can do that now. Kind of talk about that, if you don't mind. I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm actually kind of amazed by it as well. Okay. I think because there's that social media, we see a lot of the problems and issues in the world. And also, because of that social media, we can start things bigger than ourselves to help solve them. Fair enough. So it is really, yeah, it's really empowering when you see like thousands of other people signing this petition or uh, like this rally or just something along those lines. And you're like, hey, I can do this too. And so um, it's just, we have a really big stress on conscious consumerism, on educating yourself and then also on making like, even though the world's not great for us, we want to make it better for others as well. So I think it's just, we are very selfless. And even though we aren't motivated just by our own goods, we're like, we see that person who, like, who is not, who doesn't have as many opportunities or who isn't privileged. And so we fight for them. And so that's for, like, the environment. That's for human rights and anything else in between. And think that's what keeps us going and why it, we're so effective on making change. I hear that. Uh, thank you for sharing that because Startup Nation, you may or may not know this, but it's been often said that this generation may be the next great generation, like the one from World War II and stuff like that. This may be the greatest generation 2.0 uh, in that mind. And, and, and speaking in that same vein, I uh, want to ask you about your nonprofit, the Healthy Hive Foundation. Kind of talk about the foundation and, and its goals and stuff like that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so... As a social entrepreneur, I think it's so important to put purpose at the forefront of the brand. And so since I started, I always donate 10% of the profits that we make to organizations helping save the bees. But to further save the bees and to make more impact, I started the Healthy High Foundation along with the Giving Back Fund, which starts 501c3s for like athletes and um, also reach out to me. And so I realized like this could be a way to make an even bigger change and have so much fun while doing it. So it's dedicated to increasing bee awareness and saving the bees through research, education, and preservation. 
And I can say that we've been established for four years already. Nice. And since then, we have funded B-Apiaries. We funded B-Apiaries. We've um, like also participated or helped fund the San Francisco State University's research on the effects of wildfires on bee populations, on wild bee populations. And one thing that we're working on right now is um, saving like, wild and native bees through bee home installations and also converting land from campuses and schools into bee-friendly habitats and also just pollinator-friendly ecosystems. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, if you want to check out uh, the Healthy High Foundation, there's a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast. You know, Michaela, when I when I read your story and I read your book, uh, you know, and stuff like that, and Startup Nation, once again, the book is Be Fearless, Dream Like a Kid. That book is out today. We have a re- we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. When I read your book and I and I t- you know, learn about your fascinating story. There's a con- there, there's one thing that's a constant uh there and, and that's your parents. Talk about the importance of your parents mm-hmm. helping you uh get to where you are, inspiring you, motivating you and all of the uh, everything else in between. Their role has been so important that without their like you encouragement without them teaching me what they know, I am like sure for a fact that me and the bees would not be where it is today because it was them who encouraged me to keep on going despite the name change and like getting sued after Shark Tank. And it was them who, even though neither of them had experience in the beverage industry, they still taught me what they knew about marketing and finance. And it's them who even today helped me run the company Although we have like a national sales team and brokers and marketing, they're still so like they play such a core role in the business and then also my life. And so I'm so grateful for them and I'm so excited to continue learning from them in the future. I hear that. And I imagine they, they've made some some quite a few sacrifices in order to help you and your brother and kind of, yes. kind of build this thing. So I imagine you're just like super grateful for them. For sure. Yes. I, I mean, even, even like the, the kind of more little ones, like not being able to go on as many vacations right. or not having as much of that free time, they make those sacrifices. And um, I'm also grateful to my younger brother and my older brother, Colin and Jacob, okay. who like my young brother's, I always call him the head of photography and my older brother, who's currently like working at IBM, we call him our chief techie. So whenever something like coding about the website, we'll ask him and he'll help us out. Gotcha. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. So you, like I said, you've had this amazing success, uh, you know, and, and and I can only envision that you're going to have even more and more success going on down the road. So at the end of the day, if somebody were to say, you know what, this story is so good. We got to make a movie out of it. So Michaela, who plays <laughs> you in the, in the story of you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know what? I would probably for now, uh-huh. I see a little bit of myself in Marseille Martin. She's so funny okay, and yeah. sweet as well. And I mean, she's an amazing actor as well. Absolutely. I don't know if I consider myself an actor, but, gotcha. um, yeah. 
Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so once again, before we I ask the last question, Michaela, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on uh, the Startup Life, sharing your amazing uh, story, sharing your amazing book. And once again, Startup Nation, that, that book is Be Fearless, Dream Like a Kid. That link is there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. And that book is out today. So, Michaela, look, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of kid entrepreneurs out there, and they're looking for some encouragement in a time where, uh, you know, we can use some. Let's just be honest. The world's a bit difficult today. Give us some words of encouragement mm-hmm. to take us out for today, if you don't mind, please, sure, ma'am. Sure. So, the first one that I would say is to be fearless and dream like a kid when it comes to starting a business. So, if we take, like, a random dessert, can you give me a dessert, for example? Uh, sweet potato pie. Oh, that's a nice one. Okay, so if you take sweet potato pie, a kid is going to do whatever it takes to get into that sweet potato pie. If it means, like, sneaking onto the counter and getting it or convincing grandma to sneak a slice or something, we are going to do whatever it takes to get that that pie. But sometimes when adults think about, like, wow, sweet potato pie, it's I have to count the calories or I have to, like, go buy it or I have to um, just, just more of the obstacles in the way. I have to go like pay for the gas fares to get there or get the ingredients or it's going to take me this long to make it so uh, I'm just going to hold it off a day and delay it but that's one thing that I've seen is that we are a little bit more focused on like the angle and we will just whenever the obstacles come we will do whatever we can to overcome it so I'm not saying completely think like a kid or dream like a kid when it comes to your business but definitely adopt some of that kid mentality whether it's not being afraid to get messy in the kitchen like when I was making my lemonade for the first time and spilling honey all over the counters like I didn't care I just wanted to make my lemonade right so I would say use a little bit of that when it comes to starting a business and then the next one that I would say is that if you have a business idea incorporate a social aspect and there's two reasons for that the first one is because conscious consumers and we are more likely to see what good the brands that we are supporting do in the world and if they don't do it in the world we're more likely to substitute it for another company so one is more customers but the other one is that it's a great motivator for that for your business so when you are in when you're experiencing a hard time you're like oh for me it was oh the bees still need me even even if I have to change my name, the bees are still going to need me. And right. so that's one thing that kept me going. And the last one, the third and final one, is to find your hive. For me, my hive is my team and then also like my fans or believers. But whether it's friends or teachers or mentors, ask for help because there's always help back at the hive. There's always help back at the hive. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can I add one thing? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. I'm not sure if you should like ask this in question form, but if you would like to support my company or my mission, I would say buy a bottle, save the bee. So if you want to try any of the five flavors that we have, visit your local HEB or fresh market or whole foods. And buy the product, and if it's not there, request it because, like, the buyers have to know that there's a demand for the product, and they're going to be more likely to order it. So buy and request a product and let me know how you like it. And then the second one is um, please reach out to me if you have any questions or comments or advice because I love taking those and getting those comments. And um, 
And then the last thing is by checking out my nonprofit that we have and seeing if there's anything you'd like to help out with. So whether it's making a, starting a hive in apiary or sending um, like bee boxes or wildflowers to specific campuses, please help pitch in if you can find a way to help. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we have all that information on your website, correct? Yes. It's me and the bees.com. Yes. Gotcha. All righty. Thank you so much. And that's going to wrap up our time here with Michaela Alma here on the Startup Life. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate your time. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.